This is the M6P with your host, Andy Kirby. And Jared Mayo. Jared Mayo, going to town on the keyboard. What's up, man? Well, the intro was playing. I didn't think it'd be a big deal. It's not a big deal. How <laughs> the heck are you? Dude, it's been so long it's been since forever. I've heard your sultry voice. Again, we I think we've covered this. I think this was like episode 80 that we talked about sultry voices and all that kind of I'm sorry. My mother-in-law said it yesterday because it's like a thousand degrees up here. She's like, oh, it's so sultry out here. What? Said, what? Okay, she so said, first of all, she, obviously she doesn't listen to this show, right? So we, <laughs> we can make fun of this? Oh, well, I made we made fun of her <laughs> to her face. <laughs> sultry? What She's like, you? yeah, it's hot. And I said, it's a different kind of hot, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's actually a, a different kind of hot. <laughs> so how, how the heck have you been, man? We haven't recorded for years oh i know i apologize i've been running around here at work usually i record everyone knows i record the podcast at work but yet still they said you're gonna have to change seats and we're gonna give you a a laptop and you're gonna have to go from place to place it's been a it's been a trip man is it settling down or is it the, the journey continues the journey continues like highlander like highlander there can only be one <laughs> <laughs> yeah the last time we talked was right after infinity war <clears throat> And what a fantastic movie! Still, still. Now, did you did you see Deadpool two? I did. I have not seen it. Oh, I figured that you and the kids would go. Oh yeah, because I'm a great parent. <laughs> not to offend any parents that took their children to Deadpool two. <laughs> my three year old, my nine year old. No, how was it? Was it good? Uh, it was okay. It wasn't. Um, you know, I guess the the whole reason I saw it was I've got FOMO, and I was afraid that I would be spoiled online about what happened. What so, is what is FOMO? Fear of missing out. Oh, that that's a that's a thing that that's a, people know what that is. Yeah, I'm on I'm on a prescription. What are you talking? About? I don't understand. For FOMO. Yeah, you got to take medicine for FOMO, and you know the side effects are they're very bad. But what are you talking about? It's not a real condition. It's just an abbreviation. Okay, but do people know what that abbreviation means? Yes, everyone. Okay. Pretty much, like under forty, probably. I don't know what you're saying about me, but I feel like you're insulting. No, no, because you're not over forty. Right. You said every- it's like the, something the young kids are saying who you know don't live on farms. How about that? Is that better? <laughs> <laughs> how do you get? How does these things travel from place to place? I never hear these things. Well, well, but you travel a lot too, so I would figure that you would hear these things. You travel from cubicle to office to you know. Okay, so. So right now we are there's so much business at the place where I work that I had to hire I have 14 temps. Actually that's not true. I got 16 temps. 14 of them are doing this one thing. And so I had to give up my office, put six desks in there and uh six computers and put six temps. In. Wow. That's yeah, a lot. Man. It's a lot, but then I realized like how lucky am I that I got an office that fits six people in it. <laughs> I mean, right well, now I don't have it, but, you know. Do you think you'll go see Deadpool 2? Oh, you're going back to back to that? I'm sorry. I Yeah. I mean, with your office mates. How about that? <laughs> um, you know what? I would like to, but I don't I don't see a time where I can get away. Just, just a, I thought I had a buddy coming in from out of town 
uh, and we would probably go see it, but I don't know if that's hmm 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 is right. I didn't. I thought you. I thought it was your only friend. Oh oh yeah. I mean friend. Yeah, capital F. Sure, but buddy, lowercase b. Oh, like an acquaintance? Sure, yeah. An acquaintance okay. was coming into town, and he would ask me to a movie, and I'm sure I would go. <laughs> and he would ask me to a movie, like a proper gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> with the tip of the hat, sir, would you go see Deadpool 2 with me? <laughs> would you accompany me? I think uh, since we talked last, you went on vacation, didn't you? <laughs> I don't think so, <laughs> no. I think you did. I think you went to the beach. No, I don't think so, no. Yeah, when did you go to the beach? Uh, early April. Really? Yes. Because I thought that we were going to discuss that on the podcast. I don't don't think there's much to discuss. No. Okay, well, then ignore that. (laughs) I can't remember. I remember the last time we recorded, it was like, we don't have a lot of time. we got to talk about the movie and only the movie. Right. Absolutely. But you said this time you wanted to catch up on my personal... Yeah, you have, like, more kids. Well, right. I have a foster child and there's a court date tomorrow and we'll see how that goes uh i can't really say too much but anybody who wants to pray for us feel free that's right that's right a lot and of then, a lot of emotions a lot of emotions and we we only want what's best for this child that's good that's yeah. awesome yeah yeah thanks for asking he's but but i can speak he's doing very well he did have some medical issues um but he's doing great he's eating like a hog this kid is chunking out um wow. yeah so he's doing really well He's doing. I think he had a doctor's appointment today. That I gotta go. Miss Jacqueline's gonna tell me, uh, you know, how he did. But pretty good, I, I think. And then uh, Stephen was introduced to the hospital staff, right? <laughs> yes, Stephen. Stephen. He was the only one that had not met them. Right. Right. Okay. And uh, so he busted open his lip by playing with this other child. He was he was playing peekaboo with a plate, <laughs> and he like jammed it up into his lip and like busted his lip against his tooth so that it looked like there was like a pocket for food that you could stuff in there. Gosh. Yeah. And so like we went to, (laughs) we went to the urgent. So, um, and the doctor, uh, the doctor, actually the nurse sat down first and she looked at it and she was like, Ooh, he's going to cry and cry and cry and (laughs) scream because it's going to be so painful. I was like, why would you say that in front of this child? Why would you like, he understands what you're saying. Right. And then, um, so the doctor comes in, he's like, oh yeah, I, I don't know if I would do anything. I mean, if you just, like, it was right on the, um, on the edge where the lips meet, kind of. Mm-hmm. And so it was directly in center of the lip. So it wasn't on the front, it wasn't on the inside, it was like on the, you know, if you're looking at him and he opened his mouth, it would pop open. Uh, and you could see directly in, right? Ooh. So he was like, well... You know, we could sew it shut, but then you got, like, two more scars, uh, two pinprick scars for the holes for the needles, and, you know, it, it won't really do anything. He said, it'll heal on its own. He said, do you do you care about scarring? And I looked at him, and I was like, as a parent, I feel very badly about saying no, but I don't care. <laughs> and, and the guy's like, I mean, scars are cool, right? I mean, he's a dude, right? I was like, yes, he is a three-year-old dude. And then uh, I was like, well, what about, like, the glue? Do you think we could glue it shut? And he's like, uh, I don't, I don't, uh, well, uh, well, yeah, get the glue, get the glue. What? And so they, yep, and so they glued it shut. It was easy. Um, I asked Steve later. I was like, were you scared? He's like, no, I just stayed still. And so, uh, 
It was awesome. He's he's fantastic. It was all good to go. It took longer to fill out the paperwork to go to the urgent care than the gluing and all that. How old is is he again? He's three. And he he was able to say, no, I just stood still? Yeah, I was like, were you scared? And he's like, no, I just stayed still. No. All right, man. Fantastic. He's a a crazy kid. Well, and, and, you know, you don't want to... You know, he's 27 years old, and he's, you know, going to date, the, ask this girl out. And she's like, where'd you get your scar? And he said, well, I was playing peekaboo with a plate. Like, <laughs> it's just not a very cool story. Yeah, man, it was tough. I got hit in the face. I got hit in the mouth with a plate. Really? What were you doing? I was playing with my brother. Really? What were you playing? Frisbee with a plate? Peekaboo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, what can you do? How are you? What are you up to? I'm just eating some chocolate chips and... Talking to my friend. Wait a minute, wait, wait, wait a minute. You're eating chocolate chips. I saw this picture, and it doesn't look like you eat anything that's not healthy. Oh, I, I sent you a beach picture, didn't I? Can we talk about that? Can we talk about that on here? <laughs> I, uh, what do you want to discuss? <clears throat> okay. I, I texted you. I mean, we text all the time. But I texted you and said, have fun on your vacation. You texted back and said, I literally just put on my Speedo to go down to the beach. (laughs) I said, ha ha, all right, or something like that. I don't even know. I wasn't sure how to take that. When you said literally, most people use literally wrong. You used it correctly. (laughs) Later, you sent me a picture. What was I supposed to do with this picture of you in a Speedo? That is only for you. Because I never see you. So I was like, ah, he can see me. <laughs> what, 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 what was I supposed to do with that? Like, I looked at it. I, at first, I like I looked at it and I was like, first of all, I was like, wow. Like, you're very toned. And then I was like, I'm actually admiring this picture. What does that say about me? And then I was, I was just like. Like, other people are going to look at me looking at this picture on my phone. And then I was like, well, is, should I show other people? And then uh, it was it was very difficult for me. This picture was very difficult for me to deal with. I'm sorry. I did not mean to make you stumble and question <laughs> everything in life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was uh, it was it was quite a thing. You're you're, you're looking good, man. <laughs> well, <thanks. laughs> Hitting the I gym look- every day, man. Yeah, yeah, I mean it looks like it. Looks like it. So, like, okay, if I were to start to go to the, how do I get that tone? Really, I don't. I mean, I don't care about. Well, I don't care about building my muscle up, but like just that. Tone. Yeah, well, it is eighty uh, percent what you eat. And 20% what you do. But a lot of people think it's the other way around. Like, they need to go live in the gym, and they need to lift the heaviest weights they can. But it's so much about your nutrition. Okay, so chocolate chips. Well, I'm bulking right now. I'm not cutting anymore, so I'm having some extra calories. Oh, okay. So, like, lay it on me. I mean, this is is obviously a comic book podcast, but (laughs) obviously. (laughs) But, um, but give me some, uh, give me some tips on the, on, on healthy. Well, you can really eat whatever you want in all oh, honesty done you just, okay i'm there you but you have to fit it into your macronutrients it has to be able to hit the numbers that are appropriate for your body to have in order to gain weight or to lose weight or to maintain your weight i don't understand how would i find the well that's that's where uh i come in okay <laughs> uh, uh, i'm training some people now and just uh what you do is you know you work with somebody who knows what they're doing you know myself or whoever and you come up with a plan to find out what your macronutrients should be for what you want to accomplish. It's not a it's not a one size fits all. The basic premise is one size fits all is that you have to understand 
what the amount of protein, carbs, and fat are for your body. And then once you figure that out, when you stick to that plan, I mean, it's science, so you, you'll get the results that you want. Okay, so how do you figure out the protein, carbs, and all that for my body? Well, you have to figure out what your your body weight is. I have What I have people do is they track what their caloric intake is for a week uh, with a, an app. And then once they do that, uh, we figure out what their average is and what their body weight is and what they want to get to. And then we increase base, we increase or decrease based on those numbers that you tracked for a week. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, I've been hiring this trainer and that trainer for the past three and a half years. And I finally uh, found a trainer that, not to say that others didn't know what they were doing, but they weren't tailoring it for me. And it was just, you know, a whatever plan. And so I finally found a trainer that really taught me all about macronutrients and about proper macronutrients for each person and, and how it has to really be keyed into you. And then you come up with a, fit, a workout plan based on that. And uh, and you really can. You can eat anything that you want to as long as you figure it in with your macronutrients. And if you go over macronutrients, then you need to do more cardio to burn those extra. Okay, so it's all a numbers game and balancing act is what you're saying? Like uh, percentages, proportions? In, in, in some ways. A lot of people, they, they say that I want to lose weight, so you know I can't have pizza or I can't have tacos or Oreos. But you can have all that stuff. You just have to fit it into your plan. The, the biggest thing is that people go on these, these weight loss binges or or you know diets and, and stuff and they hold off on having any of that stuff and then the second they hit their you know what they want to look like or they see some progress then they have a cookie and their body says oh my gosh you've deprived me of this cookie for so long you need to have a sleeve of cookies <laughs> sleeve of cookies or they they binge and they have the whole pizza or they you know they go through the Taco Bell drive-thru and say one of everything. And then it doesn't work for them. So by coming up with a diet that you can still eat what you want, it, it's a, just a lot better for your brain, too, mentally. Very interesting. So it's taken you about three and a half years, you said? Well, it took me about two and a half years of just beating my head against the wall and working like a madman and eating nothing and not getting the results I wanted. And then um, a little over a year ago, I met somebody that really taught me what I need to do and how I need to do it. And so now I'm now I'm trying to teach others too. Right on. Look at you, the evangelist. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'd rather evangelize in other ways, but <laughs> How's well, that's cool, man. What? How's Miss Jackie? Oh, she's doing great. I mean she's got her hands full with five chillins. Uh but doing well. Doing well. She's um she's looking at she's already looking at curriculum for next year for homeschooling and she's um going to trainings and everything for classical conversation you know she's going to be teaching um a weekly class of her own and everything so well, she's doing good one didn't you guys just have an anniversary we're going to have an anniversary next next month and yes how yes. long will that be 14 years married because your oldest is 15 right <laughs> 13. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. You knew it was one or the other. <laughs> I had to think for a second there, but no, you're wrong. <laughs> I was trying to get you. No, 13 years. That's amazing, man. Yeah. You know, and plus, if you add like the time we were dating, been together like 17 years. Goodness. Wow. And I and I still think she's... Oh, hopefully I'm, she's listening. 
I mean, oh yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as, I mean, we've been together for seventies. Not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> On the way to classical conversation, she's got this pumping in the car. <laughs> the intro music, yeah. <laughs> All right, well. I think that's enough. So, All right. Uh, this is the M6P. Thank you for listening. It is a comic book podcast that we do every three to six to eight to nine weeks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, we should be uh, we should be hitting it a little bit more now that we got it all set up. Um, you can visit our website at the M6P.com. You can email us at M6PLC at gmail.com. And you can look us up on Twitter at the M6P. We're also on Facebook at Facebook.com slash the M6P. We're on YouTube, Instagram, and all the other social medias under the M6P. And we can also be reached by calling 616-755-TINA. You can leave a voicemail and we'll play it on the air. And we actually have a voicemail. We do from a famous mutant, I believe. <laughs> okay, we're going we're gonna to play that right now. Oh, wait, actually, you know what? Let, let's save that. Do you have something to talk about in relation to the voicemail or no? I don't think so. You don't? Not, no? Not, not not the X-Men uh, wedding? Should I? Should should I have? Uh, no, that's all right. Whatever. Well, I mean, we are sponsored by DCB Service, Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com. Go there. That is the perfect place to order all of your order uh, two months in advance. Uh, go to the website and fill out as you want. And for your effort, you get 40 to 50% off all your Marvel. It's fantastic. Go there, dcbservice.com. They're awesome. Also, check out crpsavings.com. For all of your savings at Office Depot and Office Max. You can also check out Michael Web Solutions for all of your SEO needs at michaelwebsolutions.com. And lastly, check out www.themarvelousbox.com for an awesome subscription box. It's a quarterly subscri- subscription box. Blah, 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 blah. For $25, you get over $100 worth of brand new Marvel graphic novels delivered right to your front door. It's a great deal. I love it. I look forward to it. Every single... So, now, now, let's go ahead and play our... Sounds good? Yes. Andy, Jerry, are those wedding bells I hear? Ha ha ha! I enjoy this very much. So, Colossus. Was it Colossus? Wasn't it Colossus? It was either Colossus or a friend of mine. I don't don't want to go out and say exactly his name, so I'll say his name rhymes with Bon Beerschmidt. (laughs) <laughs> bon Beer Schmidt. Yes. I think. Or I, Colossus. <laughs> either one. Either one. We just don't know. I mean, I know it wasn't fake Stan Lee. I know that. We have not heard from fake Stan Lee for literally years. <laughs> literally years. Fake Stan Lee, where are you at? Come on. You know, though, fake Stan Lee, he also wears a Speedo. Does he? How do you know yes. this? We discussed it one time. <laughs> <laughs> Does Bon Beerschmidt? Oh, I've not discussed that with him. (laughs) I can't. I can. I can neither confirm nor deny. (laughs) Andy, that's why you gotta have Facebook. You never know what kind of weird conversation you'll get into. Oh my goodness gracious! I don't think. I don't think I can barely hang on to our words that we have. (laughs) All right, man. What have you been? This is this is a comic book centered episode. We don't care about those those stupid cinematic adventures that don't last that long. Don't, Don't bring that much joy. This is. The floppy issues, the trade paperback, which 
speak to our soul. Yes. Well, they that's, have. Before. That's what that this episode is. <laughs> they have before. Is that what you said? They have in the past. They haven't well, lately. But <laughs> uh, uh, okay. So what have you been reading? Man? Oh, you know, on a consistent basis, not much, unfortunately. Oh, come on, come on. I, well, you know, maybe this will be a good one for us so that you can tell me, you know, what I'm missing. You call yourself a fan. I, I I think I do a pretty good job running the fan page. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's tr- no argument. <laughs> it's just hard to wade through a lot of the current Marvel titles, unfortunately. Okay, all right, lay it on me. But, what are you reading when you? Uh, I really just have. There's one book that I never ever miss, and it's X Men Gold, and it's really not even good. <laughs> it's really is it it's still Guggenheim. It is. It's very. It's just not good. I, I, I mean, I guess um, I, I do read X-Men Red, uh, and I read Astonishing X-Men, but I was going through preparing for this issue, for this episode, like, what am I? What do I make sure I read every month? Oh, I don't read... Yeah, I've got Marvel 2-in-1, the first six issues, but I haven't sat down and read them, and I picked up Old Man Hawkeye, but I haven't read them, and my gosh, I have a, so many things I picked up that I just haven't read. Because they're just not excited, I guess. That's a that's a shame. All right, so what's going on with X Men? Uh, X Men Gold. They're they're preparing for the uh, the wedding, you know, with Colossus and Kitty Pride. Uh, but of course, you know, something happens and hijinks ensues, and Colossus is uh, kidnapped up to space by this new Sentinel AI nanobot robot thing, and they save him and. They're, the wedding is uh, on Wednesday, so in just a couple days we'll we'll find out if it happens or not. It's polybagged. This is going to be polybagged, so you can't look inside or see really? what's happening. Well, wh- I mean, what are what are the rumors around it that it won't happen? I mean, well, I haven't heard any rumors because I'm trying to really stick away from the spoilers. Like, there's a website today that posted what happens inside the issue, and they posted the cover and. But I did not click on the article. So what what websites do you go to to get comic book news besides ours and our Facebook? Uh, Well, Marvel.com. It's good to go straight to the source. You know, they often will have interviews and they'll announce new series like the West Coast Avengers series. They announced that. And, you know, Iceman getting another series. They announced that, Uh, you know, because you demanded it. Iceman is back. (laughs) I thought I I demanded Fantastic (laughs) They're coming back. I was told that that's what I demanded. Well... That series is back. It's coming back. I'm but looking forward to that. Coming back with Iceman. So about. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So X Men Gold. What, what's going on in X Men Red? Oh, X Men Red is all like. I mean, you and I have discussed this before. I read comics to get away from the outside world. You know, it's just a sure. great little escape. If your favorite superheroes beating the tar out of each other, and they're in flashy costumes, and you. You know, there's nothing about Hillary or Trump or politics or then just the you know. And then X Men Red, I read it, and it's it's like very much a politicization politicization of things that are happening right in the world, and and I just don't care to read that. And on top of that, it's difficult to see this team of meh characters. You know, who's who's on the team? Jean Grey. Well, Jean is running the show along with. X-23 Wolverine and Honey Badger <sighs> and uh, Namor's on the team. Wait, 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 wait wait a minute. How did Namor come back? To- he came back to life a while ago. Yeah, but how? 
I forget. I, someone else had asked on the Facebook page, and I typed up a whole big thing for them. Okay, you're right. See your Facebook guys. <laughs> but I do remember that they had asked, and it was I forget what even that issue was. There's so much going on in the Marvel universe, I guess. Uh, tons, tons. Oh. Uh, uh. <laughs> Gambit just showed up. He's on the team now, and apparently Storm is now on the team. That d- don't you like that? What? Yeah, but Storm is head honcho. You know, she is the Andy of PEC. Wow. She her own wow. office, you know? <laughs> so it's it's weird when, you know, Jean Grey is telling her what to do, and she's like, yeah. it's cool, I'll just hang out here in the background. Right, in a cubicle somewhere, right. Why? Right, right. Goodness gracious. And she's doing even worse in X-Men Gold. Kitty Pride is the leader, and in order for her to be the leader, all the other X-Men just sound like morons. They don't, they don't think, they, they're just... They make all these dumb decisions, and she's like, hey, you know, don't forget to, you know, put on your pants one leg at a time. And they're like, oh, we're so glad Kitty Pride told us to do that. It's terrible. But aren't, aren't you a fan of Kitty Pride? No! At all? Oh, no, no, no. She's, like, probably my least favorite X-Men. Wow. Wow. Oh, I've never liked her. Are you a big fan? I, I'm meh. You know, I mean, I thought it was cool when she was in that silver bullet thing. <laughs> right? To her death. <laughs> 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 to her death. No, I mean I like whenever anybody sacrifices their self or other. Yeah, it was a really good sacrifice. And then Magneto had to come and save her. <laughs> but, and then now Storm has um, an Asgardian hammer, so she's got Thor-like powers, but not really talking about it. And she's not using using it to be any tougher. She still just acts like Storm. It, it's it's just it's a mess. The X Men titles are kind of messy right now. Oh, that, and, and what's going on with X-Men Blue? Well, I didn't mention that one. Sure. Do you have any idea what's going on with X-Men Blue? Uh, I'm currently eight issues behind. <laughs> uh, so what I gather with X-Men Blue is they're going through this venomized thing, and they're about to have a war with the poison. you know anything about this? I think they've already had that. I think... No, I think, uh, um, uh, what's his name? Wolverine's son from the 1610 is infected, and now he's, like, the last poison, and he's gonna... Maybe that's a spoiler. I don't know. No, that was the... That was... I think that was issue 27 and 28, and they're on 29 now, and it's called... Oh. It's called The Hunt for Jimmy Hudson. Oh, okay. Good old Jimmy. So it's probably, like, the after effects of what happened. Gotcha. Are you reading X-Men Blue? I am not. No, I'm not reading any X-Men titles. What are you reading? I am reading Amazing Spider-Man. I caught up on that. Okay. Uh, I'm reading Peter Parker, uh, Spectacular Spider-Man, Punisher. Uh, I'm trying to read Marvel 2-in-1, which I'm enjoying that. It's just a little bit slower. And um, so those are my titles right now. I'll start to read Sentry. And then I tried a bunch of number one that we'll go through. Yeah, I grabbed some number ones too, but I didn't get to all of them yet. Well, good for you, man. <laughs> well, which so you're reading, let's talk about Punisher. Because yeah. uh, the whole War Machine armor, that's super intriguing to me. Tell me a little bit about Punisher. Okay, all right. So uh, Nick Fury, the second Nick Fury, comes to him and he's like, listen, we need to overthrow this government and he uh, will give you the War Machine armor to do it. And here's the deal. Don't tell anybody you're there because of us. And he's like, point me in the right direction. I'll go kill these people. <laughs> and he basically was like, I'm not doing it for to, you know, to help you i'm doing it because if these people are bad people i'm gonna go kill them so he goes in and he starts making enemies and he starts saving villagers but then he finds uh, a couple gulags and sets some of these prisoners free but then he comes across ex shield age who are in old tony stark 
tech armor. And so it's kind of like him fighting a bunch of Iron Men. Mm. And I gotta be honest with you, it's way more interesting than when Iron Man fights Iron Man. (laughs) I don't know why. I don't know why. But dude, he's like ripping people apart and he's just like showing no mercy or anything. Now I'm three issues behind and so I know he's coming back and I know they're they're wanting the armor back. Uh, so I think I'm on 224 and they just came out with 226. Okay. So, um, but he's still in that other country and, uh, you know, kind of helping these people. It, it's pretty interesting. And they're drawing them to look exactly like um, the guy who plays Punisher. What's his name? Jeremy? Is it who Benthal? Plays? Oh, what's um, what? What's the actor? John. John. Bernthal. <laughs> Bernthal. John Bernthal. Right. So he's got that flat nose and everything. It's. I mean, it's looking pretty cool. I. I've always liked. It, so you know, it's a. It's an easy thing. I'm catching up on the uh, Peter Parker Spectacular Spider-Man. Um, I'm several issues behind on that, but he just revealed his identity to uh, J. Jonah Jameson. Okay. All right, so now Jonah knows, um, but then he's, uh, you know, it's kind of the fallout from when his whole company went under and everything. I, I, I don't know if you know all about that, but it's really a follow-up book, a companion book to um, Dan Slott's run, and Dan Slott is bringing everything back to the status quo, basically, for um, Nick Spencer and Ryan Otley to take it and run with it, I think, uh, issue 802. So, um, you know, he's kind of the friendly neighborhood spider-man now he doesn't have all the tech he uh broke up with bobby morse and um they were dating briefly and it is well established that he still cares for mary jane and for him even though nothing's gonna nothing's really happening right there um but it's really cool i gotta say amazing let me jump to amazing spider-man so this threat level red and then going down swinging um the art the main artist on that which I, i can't think of his name right now uh it's meh, mm-hmm. but I tell you, when Stuart Eminem does the art, like I think he stood in and he did the art for issue uh, 797. Man, it is so good. Mm. It is just so good. And you know, I like, I don't like what Dan Slott did with Spider-Man, but he's not a bad write. You know, like I know a lot of people, he's very uh, divisive, I guess, with his writing style. Like I can see what he's trying to do uh, and I can appreciate that. But, like, that issue was well-written, and the art was amazing, and I read it, and I was like, holy cow, like, how's he going to get out of this thing? And you, do you know the whole story of going down swinging or no? I don't think so. Okay, so the Green Goblin, right? So uh, Norman Osborn has been trying to get uh, the Green Goblin to come out again, and he... Uh, Peter Parker put some nanobots inside him so he can't access kind of the the gas that turned him into it and he can't access his crazy side. And so he had like former agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. who now they're, I guess all former agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. have no integrity and so they're all terrorists now. (laughs) Um, Okay. He had them steal the Carnage symbiote and bring it to him and then he like he he merged with the carnage symbiote and then he uh the, the symbiote destroyed the nanobots and then so now the green goblin merged with carnage and uh pretty intense pretty intense yeah it was one of the new i was, didn't know what it was called i didn't realize that was the name of the right and so i, I mean at one point uh Carnage and the green, the Red Goblin, I guess the Red Ro- Goblin says, um, if you hang up the webs, I won't kill everyone that you care about. And apparently his master plan is to get his company back, which is kind of stupid. Like, um, right now Liz Allen is in control of it, the former, you know, the ex-spouse of um, Harry Osborn. And so Normie's in it, um, but uh, Norman 
kidnaps Normie, and he gives him the symbiote also, and so he's like a little carnage goblin thing. It's very, I mean, that part I didn't really like, and I don't like that his whole thing is just to get his company back, but basically he says, Spider-Man, if you show up, I will kill every single person that you care about. So Spider-Man calls Silk and um, Miles and uh, Spider-Girl and all these people together, and tries to take him out and he like really just thrashes him and then spider-man has to put the the suit back on and so i mean it's really a climactic it it, it's pretty good it's a pretty good story i mean it's nothing it's nothing out of the ordinary and it's nothing um unexpected but it is a good like underdog story and i really liked how slot ended issue 800 um you know it's there's really two themes with spider-man one is the great power great responsibility and the other one is he's the ever well on kind of sending it out his last issue is 801 but this sending out uh number 800 kind of said like as long as we keep going we're still heroes and he really like wrote the script to say that uh, everybody can relate to Spider-Man, but the characteristics of Spider-Man that make him a hero, everybody has access to those characters. And so I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, well, that's pretty I mean, if you're impressed, because you're the Spider-Man guy. I, I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun catching up. And uh, so I started I started with uh, Threat Level Red uh, on that with the Stuart Inman. And, and I think it was, it was 794 or 793. I can't remember. And I read straight through to 800. And so I'm really actually looking forward to 801. And I'm looking forward to Nick Spencer's run on it. I know it's going to be a little bit more quirky, but I really, he's the guy that did um, uh, The Superior Foes of Spider-Man. And I really had fun with that book. I thought that was good. So I'm interested to see. And I like Ryan Otley's art. He did um, Invincible with, oh, what's the guy? Who writes Walking Dead? Robert Kirkman. Right, Kirkman. He did Invisible with Kirkman for a long time. Um, he's got good. Well, so what do you think about Normie being the symbiote? Is that something you want to see played out? No, actually not. No. Oh. <laughs> um, I, he he did uh, he did like kind of relinquish that, and he did um, they they kind of said uh, Harry came in and said, "Listen, it doesn't matter. I'll never let go. You're my son. I love you. I love you." And even like the symbiote was kind of cutting up Harry and slicing him, he's, and Normie saying, "I'm hurting you. You gotta let go. You gotta let go." And he said, "No, I never will. It doesn't matter if you're hurting me. I'll never let." Go. And I, I thought that was cool. But then they said they took him to a, a doctor. I can't remember exactly, and they got the Carnage symbiote out of him. And so happy ending and everything. But of course, at the end, you see like his in his eye or something where he still has a glimpse of the symbiote in it. Yeah, I'd be fine if we never came back to that. I don't need to see. <laughs> like this demon kid you know what i'm saying <laughs> right <laughs> so is that would you say that's probably your favorite of the titles that you're reading right now um yeah right now um yeah i would think so the the main spider-man book but again we'll see what nick spencer does with, you know i'm also i actually um did some i you know uh dcb service i buy digital codes um gary chambliss our buddy uh he still sends me some digital codes that guy man he He's fantastic. He's, I mean, he just gives these things to me. I, he's so nice. <laughs> Gary's a great guy. He does. Man, he takes a picture of them, and I'm like, do you want payment? He's like, no, I'm not going to use them. Go ahead, use them. Oh. Like, he sends me all this stuff. Um, and so, and then also I, I did a subscription uh, straight from Marvel. Um, and so they're, they're mailing me the books, too. So I think I did Fantastic Four when that comes. I'm interested to read that. Now, that is Slot and Sarah uh, Pacelli or Pacelli. Yeah. Um, but I think, like, he would be good on that book. Like, I think, like, that's the book for him. And I actually, I think that um, his Iron Man's probably good, too. I'm just not interested in that character. But 
I think that Slot would do well with the fantastic. I mean, I didn't mean to say that fantastic for, but the like the more <laughs> fantastical aspects, like the space and all that kind of cosmic stuff. I think he'd be way better on that than Spider-Man. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. Like I said, I don't dislike his writing. It's just you know he that wasn't my Spider-Man. Not hashtag not my Spider-Man. <laughs> all right, so I mean. Uh, I'm not reading any Avengers. I'm not reading any X-Men right now. Um, Domino looked interesting. I haven't picked that up. I don't know what they're going to do with Old Man Logan. If they keep it, I probably will pick that up. Uh, but I assume they're going to go back to a Wolverine title, right? Yeah, his number one launches in September, I believe. Okay, okay. After the search for Wolverine, the hunt for Wolverine. Yeah. Ends. There are four hunt for Wolverines, and then there's another miniseries... And then there's the Wolverine series. Gotcha. It's like tie-in central. Right. Now, one book I would like to get into, but I feel so far behind, is the Daredevil. Charles Soule's Daredevil. Uh, it's just, I mean, I'm years behind. <laughs> but, you know, it's I like doing what you did with when you took that chunk from 794 to 800 and just sat down and read it. That's how I like to do my stuff. That's, I think that's why I like trade so much more. Yeah. Yeah, but I like looking. I mean, there's something about like getting it in the mail or seeing what came out on Wednesday and saying, "Ooh, this is interesting." Ooh, I like this, and it's that excitement. I find that if you let it sit on the desk or if you let it sit on the nightstand, then you're not going to get to it. But if you pick it up and read it, you're like, "Ooh, I'm very interested in this right now," and you keep that excitement. Which you know, an argument could be made that you're forcing that excitement, and so you're not really excited about it. But I mean that. That's kind of the childlike fun of like, ooh, a new story. Where does it fit in? How's it? How's it work? You know? No, you're absolutely right. And and I find myself in that predicament with all these titles. I've got so many books to read, but it's you know it's now or never. Like, you need to read them when they first come out, or they just fall by the wayside. Then you read the spoiler, and you're like, well, I guess I don't need to read it. Right. Right. Yep. You know, I I've been I I'm reading a novel too. So every. You know, I'll buy uh, on my Kindle. I have a Kindle Paperwhite. Do you read? Do you read on the Kindle at all, or no? I don't. No. Okay, so it's really good because at night I can read it, and I usually get like three pages into it and then put it up. And, uh, but these books that I'm reading are just like I'm going through the Alien series. Are you a fan of the franchise Alien? Like the Aliens? Movie? Yeah. I'm not, but it looks fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, but it looks it fun. It always looks like one of those that, you know, if I've got a lazy Saturday, I'd like to rent all of them and just, you know, watch them all. So you've never seen any of them? I've not, but I love me some Sigourney Weaver. Okay, okay. Look, the first one's awesome. The first one is like, you know, like a, it really keeps you guessing and your heart's beating really fast. Um, the second one is an action movie. Um, the third one's terrible, but it's <laughs> fun. The fourth one is awful. It's just awful. And it's written by Joss Whedon, too. It's just so horrible. Um, but then the, the, the Prometheus and the Alien Covenant thing, those, those are cool. Those are the, So, like, all these new books that have come out recently over the past, I don't know, five years years i've kind of read them all um and this one i'm reading right now is kind of a different take i think it just recently came out but you know they're gonna tie it into the predator franchise and everything i read these three this trilogy of books the alien vs predator and it like was way in the future and it was about this war that took place over the entire galaxy 
that was so if you're ever a fan of uh if you're ever a fan of both the franchises the predator franchise and the alien franchise i recommend those books i think it's called incursion war or maybe the first book is called uh incursion but anyway those three books fantastic have you seen the preview for the new predator i did i did i've actually never seen a predator movie except for avp and avp2 what Um, yeah yep you got to see the original man with Oz. I know. I, I do. I do. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I've seen snippets of it, but I haven't. So um, I got to get that. I didn't see the 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 new one that came out a couple years ago. I, I don't think I saw that one either. I'm, I'm more of the, you know, the original one. That makes sense. All the muscles and everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading a novel too, though. It's called... Are you really? Previously on X-Men. Oh, how is that? Dude, that book is so... Good. It's is it? good. There's it's like all this behind the scenes stuff. We're gonna make a an M6P video for it. But it is so. I mean, I, I know that Spider Man was more of your jam in the '90s, but X Men, you know, that's what got me into this. So to just read sure. the behind the scenes and how they decided this and who was originally gonna do this and and uh, you know, like all the production problems that they had and and sending people overseas to yell at the animators and then coming back and stuff gets aired out of order and Marvel wasn't happy with this and Fox wasn't happy with this and Saban wasn't happy with this and it's it's great it's a lot of fun. dude that's awesome I I, I think I'm, I'll probably buy that on Kindle that, that actually the you're reading the physical copy of it yeah that's a that's it was surprisingly expensive because I looked at buying it. yeah it was a $35 book uh, but I also know that it's a you know it doesn't have the backing of Marvel it doesn't have you know a big time anybody behind it it was it was the showrunner who you know they were they were the leewalds they were gracious enough to give us an interview uh for the m6p but they had right. to go through a small publishing house which i would imagine a small publishing house has a lot higher overhead costs than you know anybody else that you know can just you know shoot out five thousand copies like that sure oh yeah yeah so i, well, I just went with it <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, that's. I mean, that's great, great review. I mean, that makes me want to buy it even more and read it even more. So that's awesome. Yeah, you should definitely. Uh, I don't know. Have you have you really watched all the X Men animated series? I have seen. I'm pretty sure I've seen most. Like, if not all of it, then the vast majority. But all out of order, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's. Do you have Do you have copies of it? Can Can, can Is it possible to buy copies or no? Yeah, it's on DVD. Are they legit DVDs or are they bootleg? No, they're legit. Yeah, they uh, they came out with legit uh, DVDs uh, when one of the movies was coming out. I don't remember which one. Uh, unfortunately, just the first two seasons are in order, and then the rest of the episodes are kind of all over the place. And uh, Eric Leewald, the writer, he makes mention of that over and over again in the book. Like, why aren't the episodes in order? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It's such a serialized thing. Like, they have to be in order. Everything builds on it. Yeah, yeah, but uh, by reading... And then, see, he goes through every episode. He, he starts off and goes through how, you know, the X-Men, uh, how he got the job, and then all the production work to go through the five seasons. And in the middle of the book, which I'm at right now, he's going through every episode and giving a little summary and some cool caveat things. And uh, he'll say, you know, well... And then it says for each episode... When it was when it originally aired, what number it was intended to be, and then what number Fox put it on the DVD series. That's so weird. Why would they do it out of order? 
I think they were just rushing. Like, there's no, there are no bonuses, there are no extras or anything on. Did you just? Did you say it was the Russians? No. Oh, I thought you said it was because of the Russians. Oh, I mean, it might be, but I mean, they, <laughs> they were upset with Colossus's depiction. <laughs> Obviously, yes, yeah, didn't it was he the ever Russians. wear his costume? He only wore a tank top. <laughs> Well, that's cool, man. Yeah. So you would where where did you buy it from? What's that? The book. Oh, where did you buy it from? You go to jacobsbrownpublishing.com and when you order it from them, uh, Eric Leewald will sign the book. Oh, very cool. So jacobsbrownpublishing.com. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, good. Good tip. Well, so um, back to the comics. What are some number ones that you've tried out? We talked okay, about so we aren't reading, but what are we? <laughs> so I. I, I have a list here of like eight. Um, I read four of them and then I tried the other four. Okay. So, and I failed because okay. I was like, okay, I can't do it. So I, I read Immortal Hulk and I actually really liked it. I might pick up that book. Was it worth the, it's, I think it's a four ninety nine book. Ugh, it's not worth four ninety. Okay. But it was it was interesting when I read the synopsis, like you can kill Bruce Banner, but you can't kill the Hulk. And so every night the Hulk like it's kind of it's supposed to be an old horror, you know, a night uh, kind of like Dracula type idea. You know, not not vampires, but you know what I mean? Yeah. So a uh, classic horror type thing. So Hulk is supposed to be unkillable. And even if you kill Banner during the day, Hulk still comes at night. Right. Yeah. Um, and he, dude, he like just went and exacted revenge on these, these bad guys. The art was pretty iffy. Um, and the scripting was sparse, but there's something about it that grabbed me that was like, I'm going to read issue two. I'm going to, I'm going to find out what's going on here. I want to see where they go with it. How much can they explore this theme? You know? Right. And I think that, I think what grabbed me though, was it said, there's two people looking in the mirror or there's two aspects of you. You know, are you a good person? Are you a bad person? Bruce wants to be a good person, but is Hulk a bad, you know, like he's doing these violent things, but he's only doing them to bad guys and Banner has to deal with the, the conscience side of it. Hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, I picked it up, but I have not read it, but I've had heard the same thing as what you're saying is that it's pleasantly interesting. Pleasantly interesting. Yeah. I've, how was, I've, how was your date? Pleasantly interesting. Oh, I think I've had a couple pleasantly interesting dates. <laughs> <laughs> I was very entertained by that one. <laughs> so you tell me one. What did you read? Uh, well, I started Domino number one. Okay. I made it three pages. Oh it no, not was, good. No, it was just that bad. It, Domino's got a dog, and the dog just happens to have the same eye patch as her, and she's uh, talking to it like like some kind of weirdo. <laughs> wait a minute. You you read comics to get away from real life? That seems pretty made up. Well, but I think you have to find a fine line. Because I'm not reading comic books about animals talking to each other. You know, I didn't pick up Pet Avengers. <laughs> Again. <laughs> <laughs> you know? like I learned my lesson I, on that. No, I, and you and I have talked so many times about this. But basically, yes, I read comics to escape the realism of things like politics and stress and stuff like that. Because I wanted to see some action. But I also understand that, you know, they... People fly and they have wings out their back and they go into space and all that stuff too. But like, why is she talking to her dog? Like, <laughs> she's so who who's writing? Oh, Gail Simone. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, see, to me, that's a draw. Like, I would be very interested to see what she did. She wrote on Exiles. I know she wrote on Batgirl for a long time. But I think Gail Simone, she it's similar to Joss Whedon. You know, 
they're both good writers when they find their story. Their their voice. Yeah. yeah, they find their voice. And, you know, he found his voice in Avengers 1. He didn't find it in Age of Ultron. She found it in Batgirl. She is not... It's No, she's not talking in Domino. You know? That's a shame. That's a shame. She, like, Domino... And, you know, because Domino is this tough, bad chick. You know? It's just... She's just yeah. tough as nails. She goes toe-to-toe with Cable and Deadpool. She's on X-Force, like... I really like, and she's got these cool luck powers. Things just happen to fall into place for her. And here she is talking to her dog. It looks just like her, but as a dog. And she calls it a little sausage or something. And then it pees on her. And I'm close the book. <laughs> your dog peed on you. You're calling it sausage. You're this is not hashtag not my domino. <laughs> Um, the last time I really read her and that I thought was really cool was that three issue Wolverine Domino sex. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the, I think it was Clayton Crane that made that, but I mean, that was, that was intense. Like that was shoot 'em up nonstop act. Right. 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 I can't remember when that was, uh, if that was with X-Force, I guess it was right before. It was when they were just on regular X-Force. Okay. Right. And they, like, the whole apocalypse thing, or maybe before that. It was before, like, the Necrotia stuff. Oh, yes. Yes. Good memory. Look at you. (laughs) It's that macro nutrition. You can't get your X-Forces mixed up. There's only 700 of them now. (laughs) Right. The X-Force with the... (laughs) Where hope is invisible and is... (laughs) Some hologram? Block that one out. Yeah, that one didn't happen. Cable's just a clone, and he keeps killing himself in the ocean. And That's terrible. It was. It was really bad. What else have you tried? Uh, okay, so I tried Avenger number one. Okay, me too. Okay. I couldn't get past the art. I, cu- I couldn't do it. I looked at Thor. I looked at the beard. I looked at... And you know what it was? It was the layouts. It was the page layouts. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, maybe if there were different page layouts, I could handle McGinnis's art. But unless Ed McGinnis is drawing Superman, I can't. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't do it. I felt so bad because I felt like I was like, <laughs> I felt like I was being so critical and superficial at the same time. But I just couldn't. Just could not get. So, did you finish the issue, or how far did you get? It's like a couple pages, and then I flipped through, and I was like, "No, there's no, there's nothing here for me." <laughs> How about you? Uh, so I put that it was okay. I don't like the prehistoric Avengers at all, and rewriting the history with them and all that, all that jazz. I don't like all that. Okay, uh, and even that is just a like it's a coincidence that their descendants, for the most part, happen to be the descendants of the, that come up with the Avengers today. I, <laughs> but it hasn't always been that way. It just happens to be a million years ago <laughs> and today. It just happened. <laughs> Okay, but yep. and by, but uh, you know, I wrote a little review. I put, however, I do enjoy the art. <laughs> oh, that's terrible! Especially his version of Captain America and Iron Man. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> he draws big Celestials as the huge, imposing forces they are. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's. Me. But you know, I did like seeing Iron Man and Cap and Thor back together. But <sighs> some of their characterizations are a bit movieized. You know, the way that sure. Thor is acting like. A moron. He's the stuff that he's saying. You know, I'll have another. You know, I need another mead, and 
Like, oh, he just doesn't talk well, like that, that. That that doesn't make any sense to me because Jason Aaron has been on Thor for what five years? Now? Ever? I think he created Thor. And so, like, it doesn't make sense unless they were like, "Listen, we need to make Avengers way more accessible." Book. <laughs> oh, now his book is very difficult to get into if you just pick yes. up one random issue. But yes, now I, you know, I I've told you before the first thirteen issues of his run, God Killer and God Bomb, and then the issue thirteen where it's uh where he's talking to um whatever the girl's name, Natalie Portman. This is terrible. What's her name? Jane. Jane. <laughs> You're like, don't movie-tize it. And now- I know! Oh my goodness, I can't believe I just did that. Those were all good, but then past that, I was like, nope, can't can't do And I tried to... Anyway, are we moving on from Avengers? Because I'll tie this into Thor number one. Yeah, Thor number one is what I also read. Okay, so I tried to pick up Thor number one, and I was like, Jason Aaron, it's Odinson, you know, I can do this. Uh... <laughs> I could do Del Del Mundo, you know, like uh, on the art, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. I could, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I was like, no, I don't care about, I don't care about any. I'm so xenocentric. I, I don't care about any race out there except for man. <laughs> and the art did not help. I mean, the art was cool when he was doing uh, when he did Electra, which was cool. And then what did he do for Secret Wars? He did some sort of battle world or weird world weird world yes i thought that was cool um and it makes sense to have it on thor it's just i didn't like it and so i couldn't yeah the art was kind of trippy and yes it just did it because i loved electra and for that storyline i think it fit electra with that yes weird villain that she was fighting with all the different pieces that he would eat and then become but yes if electra had a story outside of that then no that wouldn't fit and yeah the art it was just kind of odd. It was an odd choice. And even just picking up the book, when it's a number one, I expect, I assume a number one is a jumping on point. It's somewhere you can pick up as if you've never read before and you get it. But this was really just like Thor issue 732 or whatever. It was not a number one at all to be able to just uh, understand. You couldn't give your kids this book and they have any clue what's going on. <laughs> that's your that's your judgment. You couldn't give your son this book and he would know what's happening. Well, I would expect if you gave him Thor 732, yeah, he doesn't know what's going on, so he's going to be prompted to go to the comic store like we used to do and pick up earlier issues and you know go through the back issue bins. But when you give someone a number one, they should be able to get it. Now, I'm probably the best Thor I've ever read that actually kept me involved was the J. Michael Straczynski. You know, with the stuff with uh, his brother, Balder, and uh, when Loki was a girl. I thought that was all very interesting because there was a lot of intrigue. And because Asgard was on Earth right. at the time. And Koipel was on Earth. So all that stuff was like the perfect storm. Get it? Or yes. get it? Perfect storm. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> So, so are you going to pick up Avengers or Thor? Or are you going to continue to read either of those? So I'm going to pick up Avengers 2, because if you've got some villain that is killing Celestials, I want to see how uh, Black Panther and Doctor Strange are going to defeat him, you know? And Thor, probably not. So did I think Avengers 2 came out last week. Yes, I've got it, but I've not read it. <laughs> got it, got it. Are you going to pick so, yeah, I, I think I know the answer. Are you going to pick up no, Thor too? <laughs> no, I'm not going to do either one. No, I can't. So, and it's the art that does it. Maybe when the art changes, um, I don't know. Yeah, I'm kind of sticking really with my solo street level heroes. They've always had a special place in your heart. <laughs> 
Yes, that's true. <laughs> okay, what's the next one you did? Those were my three. Those are the only three that I've I've read. Okay, so I tried Deadpool, and I tried Deadpool Assassin. <laughs> Deadpool Assassin is by Colin Bunn, and it was just way just over the top. And then when I found out that it was a limited, I, I said, I'm out. Uh, Deuces. And then, what? Deuces, I'm out. Deuces. Uh, and then Deadpool... I, I would I would love it if the the writer was the artist. Isn't it young? Like, but I don't know. I just was like, this isn't this isn't good either. So that's one more off my list. I didn't like that. Another four ninety nine save. <laughs> it's it's amazing how like Dugan or whatever has been on it so long. But really, what I really liked when Deadpool was Daniel Way. His run was amazing. Yeah, a lot of people seem to really enjoy that run. Him and Joe Kelly. I mean, Joe Kelly's the originator, but. Right. Um, I, I'm just surprised because that run started within Secret Invasion and then it went from there. It was, so, I mean, it was kind of hard to get into, but anyway. Um, I tried Doctor Strange. The art was like that photorealistic type thing. Um, oh, is it really? He's going to. Well, yeah, you know that old cable series when Hope, uh, when he made through the timeline with Hope. Yeah, it looks kind of like it looks kind of like that. Okay, that not your cup of tea. Um, sometimes it is, but when you're going to space like that, uh, you know he's going to be battling space aliens. I don't understand why Doctor Strange needs to magic and go to space. <laughs> yeah, you know, it just doesn't. Yeah, so I'm not going to pick that up. One I can't decide. Okay, so I read Venom. I like Venom. Okay. I like this character. Uh, it had a good narrative hook. Like, there was a Venom. There were symbiotes in Vietnam. Something's going berserk with the symbiotes. I read I read issues one and two. And apparently, the Venom symbiote's god that they worship is coming. And so, it's going to attack New York. And so, I'm kind of out. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't need that. I just need him to be the anti-hero and be similar to the Punisher but in the Spider-Man universe. That's all I need. So you, you don't ask for much. <laughs> so anyway, it's uh, I, I don't know exactly why that's going to happen. So you're out then. You're done with Venom. I can't decide. I mean, I don't want to be because he's one of my favorite characters, but there's, there's no reason. If I have limited time and limited money, there's no reason to read him. I would rather pick up Hulk or make time for Sentry or read Fantastic Four than read a Venom story that I don't. Mm -hmm. No, definitely. Especially, you know, on a budget and stuff, you know, Marvel's got to give you something to spend that money on. Right, exactly. Yes, give me something worth reading. Right. <clears throat> now, one thing, I, I will say this, and it's crazy, but I saw the, uh, in the previews from, I went to the LCS and I got the previews thing, um, the the Cosmic Ghost Rider? Yeah. As crazy as it sounds, <laughs> I, I might pick that up. Well, have you been reading Thanos? <laughs> no, I have not. Because that's where comes I have not. from. That's where he comes from. Oh, okay. So, but that one's, is that ending? Yes, Thanos is ending. It ended at uh, issue 18. Okay. So, I, I'm a, I, isn't it Frank Castle somehow? Or no? It is. It's Frank Castle. Okay. How is that possible? You have to read. <laughs> does it Does it explain it? Yeah. And you're not going to tell me? Nah. You're a big jerk. No, I think you would like Thanos. So, I got to read, I got to back issue, read eight, 17 of them? Why'd you stop at one? We didn't have time. Oh, no, it, it's good. It's not a long read. You could probably just pick up the last six issues and you'd be fine. 
Okay, okay. All right. So th- those were the number ones we'll tried. we tried. We'll continue to try them probably. Uh, I'm very interested in Sentry coming out. Fantastic Four. Um, like I said, Cosmic Ghost Rider. I'll give, why not? Why not? It's only five issues. Oh, really? It's just a limited series? Well, it's Cosmic Ghost Rider. How much are you going to say? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I'm very interested it's, it's, to see what they can do with it. Yeah, it's, it's him from a different dimension, a Frank Castle from a different dimension. So it's... It's just like, I think it's just going to be five issues of fun, you know? Yeah, yeah, that sounds cool. All right, so let's move into uh, upcoming events. Now, there's not too much information on these, but I was hoping that you could fill me in with what the rumors and everything else are. Okay, yeah. So the the two we're going to talk about is Extermination and Infinity Wars. Infinity Wars is the one we know the least information about. Um, right now there's an Infinity Countdown miniseries happening where everybody's looking for the gems. Uh, they're now called Stones in the comic books, unfortunately. But <laughs> I know that there's, you know, Darkhawk is involved and Adam Warlock and the Guardians of the Galaxy and Silver Surfer and the Lifebringer and, you know, but until that is over, I'm not really sure what's going to happen with Infinity Wars, you know. Now, isn't... Is there a is there a new character? Isn't this character's name is it Legacy or what? what is yeah, it? there's a new character that's somehow going to be uh, connected to Thanos as well. There's going to be a Thanos one shot uh, that happens, and it's going to be written by the same guy that wrote the Thanos series. So I really I'm kind of in the dark on this one. I don't even know what to expect. And I'm super leery, too, because I love the first Infinity War back in the 90s. It was so fun. And when, you, when you're when you going to have another book called essentially the same thing but with an S, like, oh, that's that's tough to live up to, you know? Yes, absolutely. I mean, we saw that in Secret War and Secret Wars, yeah. right? Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. I thought, you know, Secret Wars was a lot of fun. I did enjoy that. However, Civil War Two, you know, <laughs> not that... Civil Wars. <laughs> Civil Wars. Uh. All right. So, I mean, I think it's kind of weird that they release the movie and then they're doing this this much further out. I mean, when does it start? I believe the last issue of Countdown comes out next month. And so then it should start at in July or August, I think. It's a little, it's a little weird to me, but... Right, you know, like if you really do want the publishing arm to be in, in sync with the movie arm... Like, you knew it was coming out, you know? <laughs> we heard, yeah. <laughs> wasn't a surprise. I mean, we we know that the movie got moved up a little bit, like a month, A right? week. A week? A week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, then, then never mind. Yeah. Um, okay, what about Extermination? Well, Extermination is going to be the X-Men event, and it's going to deal with the original five uh, going in the future 20 years to find out that the things that they've done have had ramifications on the future, and it's bad. And uh, supposedly it's going to involve a lot of continuity. Every, every story that the original X-Men were a part of is, is supposed to have, have, have bearing on what happens. So I'm looking forward to this because I'm a continuity guy. You know, I like to see that stuff counts and, and things happen and that the things that do happen matter, you know. And it's the X-Men. And it could, could end with the five being gone from the present. Is that, I mean, are we talking about the young X-Men? Yes, the young X-Men, the young original five. So they're finally dealing with Brendis bringing them into... The- I'm hoping that that's what they're dealing with right now. Is that, that this extermination thing is going to kind of be their, 
send-off. Their send-off. You know? <laughs> so, okay, yes. all right. So you're not, you're not, you're okay with not having a Cyclops? Well, I, I think, you know, maybe Sinister has the real Cyclops somewhere. Oh. You know? Okay. You know? I mean, I think there's a, I don't know, do you, do you think we need to have all these, these young kids running around? I think they probably serve their purpose right now, and I think that I think that Sobolski can make it work without them. Yeah. So, are you looking forward to either of these two? Um, I'll probably read Extermination, um, Infinity Wars. I don't think there's much you can add to what is what's been going on. I mean, Annihilation, Annihilation Way, or Annihilation Conquest, um, Thanos Imperative. I mean, that pretty much did <laughs> everything I need in the cosmic war, like the War of Kings. I mean. The Rise and Fall of the Shi'ar Empire. I don't need much more. Right. I, I think those are pretty definitive and fantastic. When even the original Infinity Gauntlet, Infinity War, those those were fine. We don't need more, you know? Yeah, they're kind of rehashing and they're trying to capitalize on the, the movie, obviously. Yeah, and, you know, and, but do, Marvel used to be the house of ideas. And they just seem to go keep going back to the well and mining the same stuff. How much of this do you think was in the works, and how much of it is coming from Sobolski? You know, I think that Sobolski is a big boy, and I think he would would be able to stop anything that he didn't want to keep happening. You know, so the so the question doesn't matter. Well, because he even if it was in the works, he could have stopped. Yeah, it. I I think that he is not the Marvel savior that everyone was hoping he was going to be, unfortunately. Because we keep seeing the same, like, you're relaunching Iceman, which had horrible sales, just horrible. And you're, it's by the same writer. It, like, it, it failed once. Like, CB, you can look at numbers and see this doesn't work, but you do it anyways. Same with The Unstoppable Wasp. That had horrible numbers, like 7,000 issues, the last issue, the issue eight. Relaunching it, similar... Either the same or similar. I think it is the same creative people. Like, why are you doing the same thing over and over again expecting different results? That is insanity. You know, <laughs> West Coast Avengers is coming out with Hawkeye and a bunch of C and D list characters. That's not the West Coast Avengers. It's, uh, you know, I really thought that he was going to fix it. I really thought that Secret Wars was going to fix everything. And then it just got worse. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh- my my hopes are still high because the books I'm reading, they're the characters I like, and I think that there's a chance that they're going to be based on. Uh, I think that the creative team matches. I mean, I'm I'm talking about the Fantastic Four. The Punisher's been good. Spider Man. I like that there's two Spider Man books. I don't know if I'm going to read Miles Morales yet. I'm not sure, but um, and Hulk. I mean, those are the characters I I care about, and those are the ones that. I liked when I read them. You know what I mean? So if if a Wolverine book comes out and it's good, then I'll have everything I need. Gotcha. Okay. So, and, and then, you know, the crossovers, crossovers and events and everything, I, I'll be able to take or not. I'm I'm really putting all my eggs to Nick Spencer and Ryan Otley. Like, really am counting. Let's hope it's good, man. I hope so, too. Goodness, because it's been, as they like to point out, 10 years with slot. <laughs> so... Can we just get J. Michael Straczynski back? I thought he was fantastic. I don't understand what the problem was. I mean, was. he had his, his misses, you know, with sure. with, with a couple of, of Spider-Man stories, but who doesn't? Right, right. You know, everything that Claremont did wasn't perfect, but still, you know, he wrote the X-Men well. Straczynski wrote Spider-Man well. 
I thought so. Very heartfelt. Paul Jenkins, I would love him to come back, but I don't think he's ever going to work for Marvel again. Well, and, and I look at some of these, some of my favorites, and some of my favorite stories, the artist and the writer. I think I haven't seen these guys on any title or any book for years. What are they, what are they doing now? Are they like accountants in some office somewhere or what's going on right exactly exactly it makes me want to reread earth x and didn't just leave (laughs) (laughs) actually felicity's going back and rereading all of uh mary (laughs) spider-man loves me it makes me smile so (laughs) is she the only one that's into the superheroes or no she doesn't even really like all the superheroes um but she does like that run you know it's very holy you know so it's 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 fun for me to watch her. She said she I came home the other day, and she had up on the laptop on eBay issue sixteen, the only issue that she's missing. Oh. She's like, "Hey, Dad, I'm missing this issue." Oh, did you get it for? No, nope. <laughs> Christmas is Christmas is right around the corner. Oh. <laughs> so we got a top ten, and I'm actually really excited about this. Did did you put these in order, or what did you? Do? I did not put in order. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. How about you do one, and then I'll do one. And basically, this is the top ten villains we'd like to see their powers, just like Green Goblin and Carnage merged, Frank Castle and Ghost Rider merged. <laughs> <laughs> what would be some cool mergers that you would like to see? Well, I wasn't able to come up with ten. I could only come up with nine. <laughs> I just could not <laughs> okay. come up with that last one. <clears throat> well, then I'll go All first. Right. How about that? All right. Okay. Now, some of these, though, like, I don't know how you would defeat them. Oh, you're going for, like, uh, omniscience. Omnipotent people. Like, it, it just turned out oh. that way. So I started I started thinking about it, and I was like, like, some of these are really fun, but some of them are like, holy cow, how would you how would you defeat them? Okay, number one, Bullseye and Craven the Hunter. Hmm, like the master marksman hunter. Yes, tracking them down and never missing. How could you, I don't know. No. I don't and now how would you merge them? You mean, like, what would happen? Yeah. Like, <clears throat> hmm, I didn't think about that. No, that's okay. Did I sent you an article right before we started to record. Did you get that article? No. Well, this it's interesting that you came up with this because Marvel today, various writers for Marvel and CB himself have been sending out pictures on Twitter with the hashtag, who gets warped. And what they're doing is they're taking two Marvel characters and warping them together. Now, whether this is going to be a limited series or one shots or what if, I don't know. But it was like it was like you were working in the Marvel offices when you came up with this. The Marvel cubicle. Yeah. So the first one is they've got Iron Man and Thor mixed together, and it's uh well not Thor but Mjolnir, and then (laughs) Iron Man and Mjolnir mixed together. So it's like this crazy Iron Man armor with like the Mjolnir designs on it. Huh, interesting. And then there's Arachnite, which is Spider-Man and Moon Knight. There's Ghost Panther, which is self-explanatory. Ghost Rider and Panther, Black Panther. Uh, Weapon Hex, which is, um, who is that? That is... Wolverine and Wanda? uh, X-23, Wolverine, yeah, and Nico from Runaways. Oh, interesting. And then Soldier Supreme is Captain America and Doctor Strange. And then it's it the the last picture is all six of them together with the hashtag who gets warped. I I would not like to read any of these stories at all. Yeah, I'm good, but it was very like of all the things Annie wants to do a top ten on, and Marvel releases it today. <laughs> that is crazy. That is crazy. But 
yeah, great minds think alike, I guess. House of Ideas. House of Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's your first so one? I went with the diabolicalest, baddest, meanest, craziest I could think of was the car- Carnage and Red Skull. Ooh, yeah. And that would just be some major... Just that'd be like maximum carnage all over again. Yeah, that's not. I'm not being insensitive, but that's not some. That's not Red Skull sending people to concentration camps and gas chambers. That's like him doing it. Oh right, yeah. Like I mean, because you saw how he acted when he got onslaught, remember? And he was uh, during Axis, and then combine that with Carnage. That's a world of hurt. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. What you got? (laughs) That'd be awful. The next one is one of my fun ones. Uh, Red Hulk. And Galactus. Ooh. I would love to see Galactus Hulk out. Now these are all what if stories, you know, like but like I would love to see Galactus Hulk out as <laughs> <laughs> the Red Hulk. That would be awesome. Well yeah, a few years ago, remember all the main superheroes got Hulkified? Like, yes. I do remember that. Look. And I did not like <laughs> But if it was Galactus <laughs> <laughs> If it's my idea, it's great. <laughs> well, I'll go with that one then. And I put uh, Hulkified Apocalypse. <laughs> that would be cool when too. When only the strong survive cool. and you've got Apocalypse with some gamma radiation, it'd be fun. <clears throat> okay, this one. Uh, this one's a scary one. Mystique and Purple Man. Mm, that could be some crazy stuff up in there. So, like, get them to do whatever you want, but you couldn't even see, like, because Mystique would be whoever she wanted to be. Right, a, a, a physical mind game. Right, yep. You... So I was thinking, like, you know, you would have to snipe this person from far away, but with Mystique, you wouldn't even know. No, and, you know, Purple Man's messing with your mind, and then you think you're trying to see what you think should be there, but... Mystique has changed, and you see whatever they want you to see, literally. Yep, that would be very difficult to fighting it. Well, there's so many different uh, Spider-Mans in the Spider-Verse, so I thought, what if Psylocke got bitten by a radioactive spider? <laughs> and you had a ninja Spider-Man, you know? <laughs> That's not a villain. Was it supposed to be all villains? Oh, talking villains! <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> well, all mine are not villains. <laughs> Okay, so Spider Man and Psylocke? Uh, I could see evil that. Psylocke. That'd be cool. <laughs> evil, evil Psylocke, obviously, yes. No, that'd be fun. That'd be cool. I'm trying to think if there's a. Like, oh, I'm sure there's some sort of ninja telepathic Spider Man somewhere. Ninja telepathic. Uh, my next one would be like the stuff of Nightmare Brood and Venom. Mmm. That would be. That would be. That's aliens right there. That's, that is right there. <laughs> That's right there, coming out your chest. All right. Uh, I did Venom and Namor. Interesting. I thought with Interesting. Namor's, uh, you know, regal temper and the symbiote, that could be a fun uh, story, commanding the oceans and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I could see I could see him with a trident. <laughs> Venom with a trident. Yes. <laughs> All right, uh Kang and Molecule Man. Hmm, that's pretty uh godlike. So, right, you can uh you can go through time and then you can take the other right, time. Yeah. Be some serious damage right there. Right. Well, Andy, I feel like I failed you. The rest of these are not uh <laughs> Okay. Well, okay, so I did Shadow King and Black Panther. I was trying to do things that we could explain, you know, like the symbiote gets Red Skull or Namor and Apocalypse gets Hulkified or Psylocke gets bitten by a spider. So Okay. I, no, I appreciate that. I yeah. just didn't get the villains part. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what was this Shadow one? King and Black Panther. 
Okay, so what happened? Black Panther is ruling the most technological country in the world with such advanced technology and resources, but it's always been run by, you know, a good guy, Black Panther. And so Shadow King already has his his uh, his foothold in Africa. He's going to be running Wakanda. Very cool. I like that. What <laughs> as Black Panther. <laughs> I like that. I, I don't know much about the Shadow King. I know he's kind of a storm x-men villain yeah i was i think i was inspired because i'm reading the previous on the x-men book and i remember when he was trying to leave the astral plane and storm and rogue or in africa trying to get him back in no 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 a thousand times no we must push him back into the astral plane before it reseals itself reseals itself reseals itself (laughs) (laughs) my kids were asking me about i have bootleg copies of the 1994 spider-man series that's the only way to get them uh yeah and so they were saying what what disc is this one on i was like oh that's disc number one and they're like right well what about this one i'm like oh that's number three I've memorized those episodes. I know that. You know every word. <laughs> All right, this next one's for you. Um, Sugar Man and the Juggernaut. <laughs> Sugar Man. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously he gets the Sidorak, mm-hmm. right? And uh, then he becomes like this unstoppable whirlwind of arms. <laughs> and... <laughs> and it's all drawn by the guy who did Thor. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> the moon. <laughs> Yeah, pretty... I thought you would. I I thought you would. Like I did that. like that one. I I like me some uh, rare X Men characters, and then Juggernaut doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> <laughs> I almost did Sugar Man and Monkey. Oh yes, I mean, in it, it's it's too much. <laughs> <laughs> I did Professor Xavier with the Infinity Gauntlet <laughs> because you know the past few years he's been. Revealed to just be a jerk scumbag. A jerk. <laughs> but the first 40 years of his existence, he was this great, you know, he was like a bald Captain America, you know? And so with the Infinity Gauntlet, let's see if he can really maintain his composure and be the good guy that I know he is. Or will he just go crazy and destroy the universe? I think we. He's going to be a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> that, that wasn't what I was thinking, but yeah, 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 sure. <laughs> Um, my next one is Taskmaster and Ghost. Oh, that could be dangerous. Very dangerous. I was trying to think of a good one for Taskmaster. I don't know if Ghost is the best one. I thought if I did, like, any other villain, I would be like, well, he already can memorize their moves, so it has to be something, like, can't be Elektra. Um, I was trying to do, like, Songbird, but that didn't seem to work. So, anyway, Taskmaster and Ghost. Right, yeah, I mean, you know all their moves, and then you can become intangible. Wow. Yeah. Speaking of Ghost, are you pumped for Ant-Man and Wasp? I am excited about Ghost. I am not super excited about Ant. Okay, so you're more excited about the character than the movie. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So will that? I think that should be that should be awesome. Will that be an opening weekend movie for you? I doubt. Okay. It. All right. My next one is uh, Wolverine in the Iron Man armor, <laughs> but it's because do his claws come well, out? Here's, but it's a specific time period. When Wolverine lost okay. his healing factor and found out that he could die, they should have given him an armor. <laughs> right, right. But suit? would his would his bone claws? Oh, like are you talking of like when he didn't have his animantium? Or no? no, just right before he died. Remember, he had that villain came in and took out his healing factor, and so they gave him this suit that made him more durable, but he could still die. Right. So if they would, but why didn't they just give him like the old an old Iron Man armor? That would have really because Tony Tony hates him. I think so. 
I think that's true. <laughs> Here, Wolverine, let's just give you, you know, this padded costume. What? Padding is not going to help me. <laughs> uh, my next one, I think it's like, I did, like, power. These guys, power. Vulcan and Dr. Doom. Yeah, that's some power right there. That'd be awesome. Vulcan was a great villain. I liked him. He, Yeah, he was really good. Yep. And then put him with Doom. You're done. It's going to be Latveria versus the Shadow King run Wakanda. I would love to watch. That sounds good. Just the whole issue. Just craziness. (laughs) Don't even need dialogue. I would love... I think I would love, like, set the backdrop of... You know how, like, the whole time Namor and Black Panther were at each other's throats through Hickman's Mm -hmm. run? I think if you just said, okay, you started the war, there was a sneak attack or something, Latveria and Wakanda, and then everything for the next three years, everybody was like, oh, we gotta be careful. But it didn't focus on it. You never saw it. You heard like, oh, there was a battle here, and this, like, in, until it climaxed to uh, something that actually mattered. Just, it, it would be in the background. Historical content. Yeah, well, and Hickman would be perfect to write that. You're telling me, right? Well, I mean, he, Where is that He guy? just did so good with running 30 different things happening at one time. And coming back to this story and how it relates to this thing that happened two years ago. and Yeah, we need him back. I agree. We need him back. Come on, Mark. Come on, Sabalski. <laughs> All right, I put uh, Ares absorbed by Rogue. <laughs> so does she bulk up or she's just that intense? Yeah, I think she just gets crazier and more intense and just with her power set already and adds some psychotic, you know, mind craziness to anger. <laughs> I, I did Ares and the Sentry. Oh, you did? That's a powerful. Yes. I think that that would, you know, both of them like ripping people apart, <laughs> you know? So <laughs> I think uh, that would be like an insane uh, guy. And you, you would never know. Like you would try to put them on a good guy's team, mm-hmm. you know? Like both of them, they were on the Avengers from Dark Reign, yeah. right? That'd be well, cool. They both really kind of came on the scene at the same time. You know, Ares had been a background character for years and... Sentry, everyone thought was just this made-up prank, you know? And then Bendis took over, and all of a sudden, Sentry is legit. Ares shows up, and they become main Marvel characters. Both around the same time. I I love the era. The Dark Reign era. That was fun. Uh, My last one is Beast. I guess we could do Dark Beast. Okay, (laughs) Dark Beast. Dark Beast with Mjolnir. Because Beast... (laughs) Okay. Beast just doesn't do anything. He's smart and he's strong, but you know he can get taken out by everybody. But if you give him Mjolnir, you know Beast with Mjolnir versus Wolverine and Iron Man armor. I want to get tickets for that show. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> right, he's just beating on the thing. Patang, patang. <laughs> My last one is Shuma Garath. <laughs> Shuma Garath <laughs> and Ego the Lone. What the heck? <laughs> I mean, it's fantastic, right? It's. Oh, I think visually it would be. <laughs> right. I would love to see Shumagarath and Ego the Living Planet up against Red Hulk and Goliath. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, whew, what an episode. If you're listening, CB, we can write for you. Yeah, obviously. You know, if you need ideas, we're we here. Got we're, we're here. <laughs> Who gets awarded, right? <laughs> All right. This is the M6P. Thank you. For listening, you can visit our website, theM6P.com. Uh, email us, M6PLLC at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at uh, theMC. You can also hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash theM6P. 
You can find us on all the social media channels like Instagram and YouTube under the M6P. And you can give us a call and be a part of our show at 616-755-TINA. And we are sponsored by DCBService.com. I almost sneezed. DCBService.com. DCBS. Discount Comic Book Service. Go there. Uh, pre-order your uh, single issues. They have a sister site, InStockTrades.com. Um, if you order anything over $50. We're also sponsored by Community Retail Partnership. Their website is www.crpsavings.com. For $39, you get a lifetime membership that acts as a discount for everything you purchase at Office Depot and Office Max. We're also sponsored by MichaelWebSolutions.com. For all of your internet and SEO needs, check out MichaelWebSolutions.com. Lastly, we're sponsored by Marvelous Box. The MarvelousBox.com will take care of all your Marvel graphic novel needs in a blind box subscription sent to your door every quarter. For $25, you get over $100 worth of Marvel graphic novels, and the selection is awesome. All right, well, that's it. Jared, until next time, this is the M6P. Mm-hmm.